Welcome to the Market Beautifully Podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in and letting me serve you yet another week here on the Market Beautifully Podcast. Today's episode was requested by a lot of people and an episode that I honestly dreaded. Now, when I take requests for specific topics on the show, this is the most requested episode. They're always asking, Haley, how did you get to where you are at right now? How many times did you pivot in your business? So, okay, I'll be super honest here and I'll let you in on the real reason why I put this episode on the back burner for months. Part of my story is a little tough and for years I worked really hard and my life was consumed by the business that I created. I became a slave to work, but the root of the reason why is because I was escaping something that had happened to me from my past and something that created a terrible habit of working and being busy every second of my life to the point of where relaxing is so foreign to me it would give me anxiety. And I joked around about relaxing, but I truly am terrible at it. I can't not work. People joke about being a workaholic, but I truly believe I was addicted to working as an alcoholic was addicted to alcohol because I hated the thought of having to face my situation. How awful, right? And that is why this episode was put on the back burner for months. Not because I don't love you guys and want to serve you in the best way possible, but because I have never put this out into the world before. But I know that some of you may be going through a rough situation right now, or you may feel as if you are having trouble balancing your life and work to such an extreme level like I did, and honestly still do at times. This episode is actually a Facebook Live recording I did inside my free Facebook group, which I would love for you to join my free Facebook group at marketbeautifully.com community if you'd like. But Within this recording, I did get a little emotional, but I did warn them ahead of time that this was going to be a pretty raw live, and I knew I would more than likely stumble over my words because I didn't practice telling my story beforehand, I just kind of went for it. So I hope that this in some way helps you wherever you are at in business or life because that's my ultimate goal here. I know you're going to do bigger things than the big things that you are already doing. Okay, let's go listen to this Facebook Live replay together. So my story starts from 2011. Yes, I started my first blog. And this story is a little weird because it all starts out with hippie sitting, which you probably haven't heard of what hippie sitting is because we kind of made it up. So after Friday night football games, we would go in the front lawn of Starbucks. And this was right by like this huge stoplight intersection. And we would just sing and dance and do really dumb things, right? And so just a normal thing to do on a Friday night. And so we created this blog together and my friend was named Lindsay. And so Lindsay and I created this blog together. And this blog, I have no idea why, I got so passionate about it. And so I created my own blog. And then this blog that I created, the second blog that I created, I started designing it and I started getting into the code of it. Then I started doing more fashion related things. I would get uh, clothes from my closet and I would just take outfit pictures. And this is before I even knew what fashion blogging was, which I know fashion bloggers were prevalent then, but I hadn't even seen a fashion blogger. I just knew that I was really passionate about clothes. What teenage girl isn't? And then I just, I went for it. And so 
I was a, I became a fashion blogger. And before you knew it, I was saying, I'm just going to fast forward a year because this was like learning phase, Haley, where I would spend late nights learning code to design the blog. And I would learn about creating consistent content, all of that awesome stuff. Well, fast forward a year, I started working with brands and I'm a college student at this point. So as a college student, I'm making gas money and grocery money. That's pretty cool, right? Just for posting an outfit picture online. I started to get really strategic with this. I started to work with brands. I got featured on Jane.com as a fashion blogger who was also a full-time college student. So there were tons of really awesome things going on. And throughout this time, I learned how to monetize all the content I was putting out and just really getting to know, okay, how do I pitch myself? How do I create a media kit? You know, all those things that bloggers really do. Well, I learned a lot about the business side of blogging and this is where my world was shaken. Um, I was in a relationship at that time and I was, it was a very toxic relationship. I was actually abused and, and just, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> it was, it was not a good situation to be in. And I'm just not going to get into any more details than that, but, um, a lot of bad things happened to me during that time. And it was really hard. It was really hard to run a blog and go through what I went through. So I handled it in not a great way. I actually, sorry, I did not know I was going to cry. <laughs> I actually ended up like becoming a workaholic. Like I had to spend every hour, like my calendar had to be completely booked. So I went from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, I scheduled a full calendar. I mean, I didn't want any second to be alone. I was scared of myself. I mean, and at this point, while you're going through what I went through and then running, you know, my blog business, that's rough. That is really, really tough, right? And I know some of you have gone through some things that are pretty tragic and, and they're traumatic. And so whenever you're going through that while you're trying to, you know, start your empire, you're running your business online, like it's time consuming, it's emotionally draining as it is. But then you add this situation on top of it and it just throws you off guard. It, it's really hard to cope with that while running a business. And so it did take me a long time. I would say at least two to three years to get my crap together. I, it did take me that long. It was pretty intense. <laughs> and, you know, maybe it shouldn't have taken me this long, but um, counseling helped, you know, in going through that. If you are going through a, a instance like this or something that you're really trying to cope with, go to counseling. My friends had to drag me there. I, I did not want to go, but go to counseling, cope with it, learn how to just ride that the waves of depression and anxiety. I know it seems like, you know, you're standing there and you're like, no, I'm not going to let depression defeat me, you know? And then the waves just hit you like a rock, like a brick wall. Don't do that. And this is what my counselor told me. If you're ever going through something like this, ride the waves. So if you're standing there going, I'm not going to let depression defeat me and the wave of depression is coming at you, ride it. Just go up. You know, like whenever you're in the ocean and you were a kid and like you went up and you rode the waves, do that. I'm telling you, it's so much easier than trying to fight against it and just standing like, nope, I'm not going to do this. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I was kind of stupid at first and 
I refused to. But, you know, whenever you hit, hit with the brick wall multiple times, you, you have to learn how to ride the waves. And so that's what I would suggest if you're ever in a, in a similar instance that, than I was. So throughout this time, I met my husband who, I mean, I'm not going to tell you our dating story, but it took a while, like at least half a year for me to even go on a date with him. And so <laughs> now we're married and he has been such a game changer for me. He, he's really helped me a lot with, with that specific problem that I was having, but while I was dating him, he encouraged me to go into a different major. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. I'm glad that that was, that was good advice. Definitely ride those waves. It, it helps a lot. Um, so while we were dating, I was a child life specialist major. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a psychologist for a, a cancer ward in the hospital. And I'm afraid of needles, so that was a terrible major to be in. But I really wanted to help children. Like, I wanted to do something with my life that was helpful. But when I got into the major, it was terrible. Like, I could never be a mother because I'd have to work on holidays. I'd have to work late hours. It just didn't really fit the lifestyle that I was wanting. And so my boyfriend at the time, my husband now, he said, you're not passionate about anything in your life except your fashion blog. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much right. I loved my fashion blog. And so he said, you, what you really love to do is designing your fashion blog. I thought, I'd never thought about it like that. I always thought, you know, I loved my fashion blog because it was a fashion blog, but that's not true. He, he totally just pointed out what I was really passionate about. I loved designing. I loved the coding behind it. I loved figuring out how I should lay things out to make uh, to monetize the traffic that I was getting to my blog. I love that stuff. I ate it up. I loved the business side and the designing side of blog design and web design. And so with that came a lot more confidence of knowing who I was. I got in touch with the web design area of like a college program in my, at my college. And I started to become a web design major and I loved it. I ate it up and I, I didn't really learn a lot <laughs> because that major, it was a very like new major. And so the program really wasn't, you know, very matured yet, but, um, I did meet a lot of successful, good people, good networking. And that's really what stemmed my, okay, I need to get an internship. So before I graduated, I had to have an internship. And I'm just making sure that I am not skipping anything important here. Um, yeah, okay, so with this internship, she basically told me, I do self-hosted WordPress. I need you to learn how to do it. So she set up an account for me and then said, okay, go learn. That was it. And she said, in a week, I want to see a website, a WordPress website, completed, designed, and done. I was like, holy crap, okay. Never completed a website in a week before. So I YouTubed, I Googled like crazy but I loved every second of it. I mean, I probably spent like 80 hours designing that website, but I did it myself. I didn't even have to ask her for help. I YouTubed and I Googled everything. And so I was so proud of myself and I thought, okay, I'm gonna redesign my blog for fun. So I did, I redesigned my whole entire fashion blog. I rebranded it. I had a blast. So then I decided why not monetize this skill? Now that I know how to do it, why not make money from it? Why not help other people with the skill that I have? So I posted one blog post on my fashion blog that was now around four years old. So I did have an audience 
throughout, you know, those four years. And I posted one post that said, hey, I'm now taking on blog design clients. Do you like the way my blog looks? I can design yours. And that was literally it, guys. It was, it was pretty sad. If I ever had to rewrite that blog post, I would have structured it in such a different way. But I got my first three clients from that blog post. I was so proud of myself. And then I thought, oh, crap. How do I work with clients? <laughs> I've never done that before. So obviously I didn't charge that much. I think I charged like $90 or something, which now I charge, you know, upwards like 500 to $1,000 for a blog design. But back then it was, it was pretty inexpensive for me to design your blog. And so I, I went in and I just started designing and it was the most inefficient process ever. Like I look back and I just think, oh my goodness, Haley, what, what were you doing? <laughs> but I at least got those clients and I did the best that I could. And if you're just starting out, that's the best advice I can give. Oh, Maddie, you remember that post. That's so awesome. See, I love, I love having you being following me for this long and you actually remembering that post that uh, I posted and the fashion blog. I think it was called Stylish Muse at that time and when I rebranded. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome, Maddie. Um, okay, so with these clients, I then learned a lot from them and I thought, why not do websites? Like, I'm just going to take a step up because with my internship, I helped a lot with websites for lawyers. And so then I just, I just dwelled in because, okay, I'm going to start doing boutique websites. I'm going to start doing, you know, websites for course creators. And so I just did it. Um, I just did another blog post. I put it on Instagram, all the screenshots and my face, Facebook pages at that time, it wasn't like a pay to play as much as it is now. And so when I posted those mock-ups of those websites, I got clients like crazy. Like I, it was awesome. It was so easy to run a business. And so just by posting all those screenshots on Instagram and Facebook, people were DMing me. I don't think I have ever in my life had to pitch myself to a client ever. And it's been so awesome. And I think the big thing, which this is going a little bit off track, but I think the reason why is because of content. Content is the number one key, providing free content for your audience. That's the number one key to getting people to come to you and you not having to go to them. Um, I, I do not, which this is another episode that I'm planning on doing, but I don't like at all getting into Facebook Messenger and having to pitch myself to people. I feel like that's such a direct sales way of doing things. And I don't care for that. That's just not, I don't like that vibe. I like the vibe of people knowing, oh, that girl knows her stuff. I'm going to come to her to pay her to do this for me. That's the kind of vibe that I want to send off. So, okay, next part in my story, I got those clients. I switched from blog design to web design. So now I do web design and blog design clients. And this was my last year of college where I really focused on this business that I had created right after I got married. Well, let's go back to what I talked about, about like seven minutes ago. Whenever that happened to me, whenever, you know, that toxic relationship just turned abusive, that spiraled into this, you know, the full calendar mode that I kind of went on. That never turned off. Even with counseling, even with everything, I always kept myself so busy. So now that I'm in a, now that I actually have a business, like a freelance web design, blog design business, I still kept myself busy. I still never, I was still afraid to be alone because I couldn't handle it. Um, I hated being alone. And so 
that just made me become even more of a workaholic. That's kind of my basis, my foundation of why I love working so much because it's an escape for me from myself. And, you know, that's just me being super, super honest here. And I don't think I've ever said that out loud, but that's the truth. And so it's a little scary to think about that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here working from six in the morning to one in the morning and I don't have a life. Like I'm pushing everyone away. That's scary to think about that I got that far, I guess. And anyways, so that's just something that I wanted to connect the dots there from the beginning to here. So workaholic, <laughs> started my own freelance business really, really dwelled in senior year of college. And I built that business. I had so many clients. I was so successful. I was a solopreneur. I never hired anyone throughout this time. And I was proud of that, even though I definitely shouldn't have been. I definitely should have hired someone. But I was offering low prices. I was working my butt off. I was over-delivering on everything, which is a good thing, but not always. Because I was working myself to the bones I was a slave to the business that I had created. That's kind of scary, isn't it? To think that you've created something. And, you know, my big tagline here is you've created something so beautiful. A business that you poured your heart and soul into. Now it's time to grow and scale. I'm always saying that over and over and over again. I created a business and I poured my heart and soul into it. I didn't know the, the stones, to, the foundation stones to grow and scale. And I didn't, didn't really want to know because I loved the work. I did not want to take a break. And three, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I guess, I guess that if you create a business, if some of it's beautiful and then other parts of it aren't. Like there's a lot that we put behind the scenes. There's a lot that we don't really talk to people about. And that's what was happening here. I was crying myself to sleep at night. I hated my business, but I loved it at the same time because it was this baby that I'd created, but I was driving myself crazy and I wasn't putting boundaries on myself. There was just a lot that was going really, really bad when it came to client work. So I swore that if I ever got a way out, I would never take on client work again. And this wasn't client related. This was me related. This was all me. It was just me not being setting myself up as a CEO and I, I wasn't doing that and that was the problem there. And so with this switch, I, I actually had a client at that time that was a, a, meat, a local meat company and I was working on some projects for them. Well, um, I wanted someone to collaborate with. I reached out for help the first time. There's a local advertising agency in my town that I lived in and I went to the owner and I said, hey, I'd love to work on this project with you, with this company. And, you know, this, this is like a multi-million dollar company. So they had money to spend on me and the agency. So I, this is what I, my mindset that I was going into. I go into this meeting and by the end of it, throughout the meeting, well, I, I loved everyone that worked there. I knew some of the people that worked at this agency. I adored the clients they had. I adored their mission. I mean, it was it's a really solid Christian agency and that attracted me to work with them. And so, and the owner is just a fantastic stand-up guy in and of itself. So I knew that this would be a perfect collaboration. Well, when I went in throughout this meeting, they talked about a position that I could fill a role in for, with their company. And one of the positions that we discussed was a digital marketing strategist. 
well, you know this is right up my alley. I'm all about, I know, Brittany, they're fantastic, aren't they? <laughs> um, I Well, obviously, digital marketing, all right up my alley. That's exactly what I was doing for my business and for clients. And so to do that at a larger scale was really enticing. And so I went home. I prayed a lot. I just thought, okay, God, is this what I need to do? I, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm really depressed. I'm really lonely. It, my husband is actually a coach. And so he's always gone. Um, he's like, I think he wakes up. Well, at the time of this recording, he's waking up at four and he's getting home at six at night. So four in the morning to six at night, he's gone. I don't see him. Then when he gets back, he's a zombie. So I basically don't see him at all. And so for someone that doesn't like to be alone, that gets really lonely really easily, that's just not a good mix, guys. <laughs> so um, that's that's a lot what I prayed about. And it's like, you know, is this kind of my way out from this depression I'm in? Is this my way out to all the anxiety? You know, I'm, I'm so lonely, God. And I really felt like this was an answer. This is a solution. And God provided it for me. And so I took the job. And 10 minutes later after the meeting, um, my boss now, he called me and he was like, hey, I'd like to offer you a job as a digital marketing strategist. And I took it. I said, okay, you know, this, I think this is what, this is where God wants me to be. And so that is when I decided I am no longer taking on clients. I'm going to work at this agency and I'm not going to take on any of my own clients. Well, turns out I really missed my clients. And I talked to my boss about this and, you know, we're, we're now doing it to where I can take on clients. But, you know, for a good year, I didn't take on a lot of clients. I It was very minimum. I only kept the clients that I did have, and I worked with them. And I went into the more of the educator role. And so that's when the Market Beautifully podcast came about. That's when my business, Market Beautifully, came about to teach women all the marketing strategies that I've learned over the past five years, how to collaborate with brands, how to do email marketing, you know, how to do funnel creation, all of these things that, you know, I've mastered, that I've been able to scale and get really successful successful at and get actual cash money in my bank account every single month that's been incredible and so I wanted to teach that I wanted to fill the educator role but with that um I did miss working one-on-one -on -one with clients I really enjoyed that and I didn't realize how much I enjoyed it until I stopped and so now it's it's application only I only take on clients um, if they apply and people can apply at marketbeautifully.com slash work dash with dash me and I'm going to create a better URL for that in the future but for now that's where you can find the application to work with me and then I will go in the system and I'll let you know if you're um, able to work with me but that's the way I do it currently but I love the way everything's turned out because I've been able to pivot my business over and over and over again. So I started out with a fashion blog, then I started into more of the education and client role, and then I went straight clients, then I went to my the agency role that I'm at now with the educator role and taking on more clients. But the big thing, the big pivot for me really was the Market Beautifully podcast. That changed my game um, for my business. And that was the last pivot that I really wanted to talk to you about because um, with my drive to work, I actually have to drive an hour and a half to work and an hour and a half back on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And so with that drive, I obviously have a lot of time on my hands. So um, if you're a business owner, you understand this. You always want to use your time as effectively and strategically as possible. So what I do is I listen to podcasts. I learn. I soak up as much as 
I possibly can. And so I'm always learning. And with that comes a lot of advantages. But the main advantage for me was that it inspired me to start my own podcast. And so now that I have my own podcast, I've been able to meet a lot of amazing, amazing entrepreneurs. I made some of my best friends, Sam Bell, Liz White, Michelle Lewis, what's up? Those three are like my best and I met them all actually from on my podcast. I I have um, episode 10, episode 13, and episode 23. Those are my one of my favorite podcast episodes because those are now my best friends. I met them with having them on my podcast. And so anyways, that's just been amazing and they've encouraged me so much. And, you know, having someone that's just going to keep pushing you. Recently, I started a mastermind and that's pushed my business even further. So just looking at always pivoting your business in different ways, that's just something that I would definitely recommend. And with pivoting, I wanted to talk to you about how to effectively pivot your business. So I changed my name of my business, I would say three to four times during this whole period. And so I went from Stylish Muse, which was my, I don't even know if I remember all my names, so I may be messing this up, but I went from Stylish Muse as a fashion blog to, I believe it was June and May, which was my design company. And then I went to Mara Burt's design company. And that was my, I'm trying to think that, I think that was my educator role and client role. So that was both of those combined. And then I went to Market Beautifully, which is what it is today, which is amazing. And I get to help ladies take their beautiful business that they pour their heart and soul into and then help them show it, like get in front of other people's eyes, grow and scale what they've already built. So I'm absolutely loving what I'm doing now. I'm at such a fantastic place and I'm working on just balancing my life out. So this job, and I do want to say a lot of people right now, especially in the entrepreneurial world, they're very anti nine to five. I know that. I know I see so many Facebook group comments that are like, why I hate my nine to five. I can't wait to work from home and work for myself and all that stuff. And you know, it's just not for everybody. You know, for me, I wouldn't want to work from home. I wouldn't want to work by myself all the time. I got really lonely. I don't handle that well. And I know that about myself. And so because I took a nine to five, I'm actually more productive in my business, even though my eight to five o'clock is taken up most like every day, I'm still productive. I still get more stuff done. And also shout out to Asana. I just created a program called Asana for the Entrepreneur that you can get at marketbeautifully.com slash Asana. But I would be able to get nothing done if it wasn't for Asana. So that has definitely saved my life. But um, with Asana, with everything, I've really been able to get all that done and be more productive, even though I do have a nine to five. I love my job. I love my job so much, but I also love Market Beautifully. And, you know, I do work a lot, but I don't have kids right now. So I think that I'm at a really good spot in my life. And I know I, I get asked a lot of questions about that, and that's why I'm mentioning it. But it is worth every single second I spend on this business and on my job because I just, I love being in both places all the time. With that, we're going to, uh, I I think I kind of avoided the pivoting business talk. So let's get back to that. Um, with the, the names, I went from Stylish Muse, Juna May, Mara Burks, and Market Beautifully. I did not pivot correctly all the time. And I will admit that it was kind of confusing for my audience, especially like three or four years ago. 
But what I would suggest, just a few keys to remember, if you ever do change your name and pivot your business, at least spend three weeks getting your audience ramped up for it. So that would be getting on Instagram stories, getting on Facebook Live, getting on just like putting out posts and stuff in a Facebook group or whatever that says, hey, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. I'm working on getting client management systems set up for all my clients that I'm taking on. If you're going from an education to a client role or something along those lines, but just setting them up that way they feel like they're involved in the transition process, letting them know continually hey, Marketutifully is being transitioned, which Marketutifully is not being transitioned. I'm just using that as an example. But let's say, you know, my business is being transitioned from this to this. I cannot wait to have this all set up on the back end and get started. You know, like messages like that. And also putting names, like maybe even if you have someone working on your logo or if you're working on your logo, putting that out into the world and saying, hey, I'm gonna change my name to this. What do you think about the logo? And have them vote. And so little fun things like that that you can incorporate into your social media routine will really help because then you'll make them feel like they're involved in your pivot process in your business and that'll get them even more excited. So those are a few of my little pivot tips. And again, I did not pivot correctly and that's why I learned these pivot tips because I have learned as I've went. I mean, I, I was such a rookie at the very beginning and I literally just switched. I didn't even tell anyone. I was like, oh, Stylish Muse is now June and May. That's it. I didn't, I didn't really even, you know, set them up for success there. So just don't do what I, what I did four years ago. That is how I would suggest pivoting. That is how, uh, that's my story for my path to entrepreneurship and how to pivot effectively in your business. I feel like I covered everything. I'm looking at my notes and that's it. So, um, sorry, I kind of teared up in the middle. <laughs> I really did not mean to do that. Um, but I really hope that this helps you look at my path to entrepreneurship and everyone's path is so, so different. And I want you to know that. I want you to realize that. And I know you do realize that and know that, but just just not judging anyone, like let's say if they're running a nine to five or if they're not running a nine to five, or I can't think of the word, not running a nine to five, working in a nine to five. Why can I not think of that word working? Whatever, <laughs> moving on, working in nine to five. I'm not judging them because everyone has their reason. For me, it's loneliness. I don't do well working from home. And for you, it may be that you actually need that money and you need the time that it takes to set up that business. That's okay. I don't think anyone should judge you if you do have a nine to five. And then if you don't, I don't think anyone should judge you either. Like, who cares? Everyone just, you know, I feel like they get a little too involved sometimes. So I just wanted to bring out that point. Thank you, Maddie, for saying that. You're so sweet. Okay, so that is my story. I hope that it was effective and that it helped you in some way. If there's any questions that you are wondering about my path to entrepreneurship, please ask me. If not, then I'm going to head off. The replay will be in this group. So if you want to watch the replay, you definitely can. If you're watching the replay right now, then um, just comment below if you do have any questions and I'll come through and periodically check today and over the next weeks and answer any of your questions if you have those. Okay, Brittany says I definitely prefer it staying at home, but I also need to have the FaceTime calls discussing work. Yes, okay, and Brittany, that's such a good point. Um, 
and you know everyone prefers something different like some people really do prefer to stay at home some people just want to work in yoga pants and and t-shirts and put their hair in a bun which girl I love that too it's amazing but for me I love putting on heels and dressing up and going into work and having those client meetings and I feel like I'm on top of the world when I'm like that and I know that that's a little different you don't see that a lot but I'm just being honest like I know that's who I am I know that's me and then when I get home you bet I pull out my yoga pants and t-shirt but I do love that dressing up in heels and getting out of my house I need that structure I need to be sitting at an office desk and I'm a lot more productive that way. Brittany, that's another good point. You, She says, I do have to put myself together to get in the work mindset, even if I'm home. It helps me separate my mind and time. That is a fantastic point. Um, and sometimes I hate this because I hate putting on makeup every day. I hate it with a passion. I actually just don't like makeup, but I have to put it on because my skin is not the best. <laughs> but um, with, with makeup, it really does help. Like if you put on makeup, you are in just a mindset where you're like, okay, I'm ready to get stuff done today. And it's a good mindset to be in. Or I know Liz, and I don't think Liz is actually in this group, but Liz White, she runs Lene May and she lives in New York. And she's now starting to dress up to be more productive because she was finding that she was wearing sweatpants throughout the day and she wasn't as productive, which again, different for everybody. But for her, she wasn't as productive. So now she puts on these like really cute maxi dresses and sandals and she'll go take her walk out for a or dog. She'll go walk her dog. <laughs> Worded that wrong. She'll go walk her dog and um, she looks like really, really cute. And she'll go get her coffee and that helps her be productive. So it's just getting those routines finding out what makes you work the best and then doing it and not looking at what everyone else is doing to make them work best because everyone's different, right? So Brittany, thanks for saying that. Those are fantastic points. Okay, I feel like that is a really good wrap up point. If you have any questions or even any comments, I would love to hear them. Please comment below this video if you're watching the replay or even if you're watching now. I've loved talking with you. Thank you so much for just letting me be open and letting me get real raw and honest about my path to entrepreneurship with you. I enjoy all of you ladies so much and love you guys to the moon and back. So thanks for being you. I hope you have a happy Tuesday and a productive week. Okay, that wraps up the Facebook Live replay. Again, I hope that this in some way helped you after listening to this wherever you are at currently in your business or your life because that really is my goal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will catch you next week. Until then, keep doing what you do best and marketing as beautifully as possible.